everyone, and welcome to the next episode of the Primordial Project, an experiment in world building. I'm one of your hosts, Ryan Land. I'm Dakota Brown. Caught you in a drink. You're welcome for that. Yeah. And we have a special guest this week joining us, Renee. Hi, I'm Renee Rhodes. We're really excited. It's a special. It's our first guest, so we'll see how this goes. We're super pumped. We've got a really cool idea uh, to jump into. Renee, do you want to tell everyone about all your many projects yeah. that you have going on where they can find you and listen? Yeah. So, well, first of all, I'm really psyched to be here. First guest. Such an honor. So glad. Um, I am uh, the DM for Fate and the Fable Maidens, which is an all-women actual play podcast uh, we play D&D, it's for all ages, pretty accessible, pretty goofy, pretty silly, and we have a lot of fun doing it. And that's at FateFMCast on social media across the board, or can be found at FateFMCast.com. Um, I'm also a part of a number of other projects and streams. I'm cast on Scraticus Academy uh, on Twitch, and also Nerd Immersion, and so I play in games there every other week or week to week, depending on the channel. Uh, and I have a lot of fun doing that as well. And then I also have a few secret projects coming down the pipeline that I'm excited to announce. Ooh. So if you want, follow me on Twitter, RayDNR, uh, and I'm sure y'all will be able to tag me in some posts and stuff. So, oh, yeah. Sure. Uh, yeah, you, follow me there and, have like and a, check it out. You have like a scary name for Twitter right now, don't you? I do. It's Renee's Remains. Oh, yeah. Spooky I'm season. Always, I'm like... I'm, like, not creative enough to ever come up with those. Well, it took me, like, a full day to come up with it, and I was weighing, like, Wraith, Remains, Werewolves. I don't know. That's good, too. Yeah, I distinctly remember last year, like, sitting and being like, I can't think of anything and just giving up, and I just put, like, a pumpkin emoji or something. I don't know. This is my first year seriously on Twitter, so I felt like I needed to commit. Man. Nice. I love Twitter. It's, like, my favorite thing. Well... You're super busy, so we're super pumped uh, that you're here. At least I am. I can't speak for Dakota. Who knows? <laughs> I'm, I, I don't get excited for anything, man. For nothing. I hate... Your, your cat has just everything. made an appearance. Hello. Even your cat? Okay, stop. I love my cat. <laughs> me and my cat's Good. been through more with me than my wife has. Well... <laughs> I can edit that out if you want me to. Uh, I meant, I meant more emotional trauma than than me and my wife had. Oh. Like as a as a so, so, as a duo. God. That's some justification, I guess. Yeah. Right, good. Why well, you have to get great weird All right, about so, it? So world building. Uh, oh yeah, so world building. So Renee uh, is a what meteorologist. A Oh, yes. And Actually, <laughs> Storm trained. Chaser. I wanted to be a Storm Chaser growing up. My Is mom was not... I did, actually, really did, until about the end of middle school. My mom was not thrilled by the idea, but I thought it would be so freaking cool. That's amazing. So, like, my dad would always take me Storm Chasing, and I was, like, really scared, and I did not <laughs> want to do it. But my he's dad- like, let's go. There's a tour... Like, there's a tornado over here. Let's go get it. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, growing up. My dad up, was the funny. one. He would just, like, he's like, oh, gosh, there's a tornado watch. We need to go watch it on the back porch. It's like, yeah. my mom was, like, in the bathtub with pillows and everything. Yeah. And my brother, my dad, and I are just, like, outside looking for a tornado. Yeah, storms were the one of the one of the. Well, I, I'm about to say like one of the few things that I was afraid of when I was a kid. I was oh, just fucking such a afraid of everything. Boy. I was afraid of everything. But the reason that I said she's a meteorologist because she came to us 
with a really good idea for world building that we would have 100% overlooked in our world. Never thought of once in our life. Yeah. So what we're going to do today, I think, is... Can I, uh, can I, can yeah, I you pitch it to me. Meteorology. Yeah. yeah. Meteorology. That's how all of it We're going to talk about... We're going to talk about meteors? Yes, that is meteorology. I'm, I'm going to play the dumb character this week. Yeah, great. You're the everyman. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so I think we're just going to make up some, not necessarily just weather though, right? Like phenomenon, basically. Yeah, yeah I think that's so. I, that's when I was mulling stuff over. Me mulling, too. Is that the right word? Milling. Yeah. Uh, I was, I was thinking like, yeah, like natural phenomenon, maybe not weather, but. Right, but yeah, like something like like a, like this like rare like extra special stuff that happens, I've, but like they're natural occurrences. Yeah. Yes, and, and I, I think, think that, yeah, that, climate you know, ties in as well. Weather ties in yeah. as well. There is some simplicity to it, but the phenomena mm-hmm. get you get to go really wild with in a yeah. fantastical setting. Yeah, yeah. And I've got a little bit. I've got sure an inkling for some of that. Okay, inkling. It's inkling. Uh, is that a? That's a, that a young that ink a poem. That's a young ink poem. Oh, I thought you were like, I thought it was going to be ink related. I thought you were doing like a pun also slash reference. No. But anyway. All right. So I guess the first one, the way we can kind of start is one that we you're you've already sort of hinted out talking to us when you brought us the idea. If you want to get into that. Yeah. So uh, a while back in in one of my settings for a book I'm working on and hopefully, you know, will continue to, uh, there's the premise of a glass storm. And I think that this fits very, very well in the world that's already been created, uh, given the nature of the desert, correct? Mm Mm-hmm. The dwarven dunes. Yeah. So the dwarven dunes have... The Sea of Glass, it's so perfect. So they have very coarse uh, um, sand. What is it called? Particles? Particles. Yeah, I guess it's like... Sure. I guess it's like uh, baked... Baked sand is that what was that what the idea was? The sun got so hot yeah, that well, it, think, it cooked the the sand into well, glass basically, and then I think I think, but I also think in other places it was just like it's so like um fine, fine. yeah, that it's like sharp almost. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. almost like when you break when you shatter glass, yeah, like in your room, and there's always those like tiny pieces that get you, right? But it's like the whole desert is like that. But then there there we also did talk about places where it was like so cooked that it was like reflective. And yeah, you but get like overall. lost. So one of the one of the risks of encountering a sandstorm in a place with such fine particles. I get yeah. Let's go with particles. Particles. <laughs> particles. One of the risks so, of encountering like, a storm with such fine particles is uh, the possibility of being ripped to shreds by glass. Yeah. Yeah. Not mm-hmm. great. Um, not yeah. Not a great deal at all. And it's like. I think one thing I always try to think of when we're doing this is like mechanics of the game. Mm-hmm. And so like that would be that would be really, you know, doing uh, you know, checks. Yeah. Uh, probably probably like deck saves to have learned something. I don't know. I, I or constitution know, like, maybe because it would be something yeah. continually wearing you down. Yeah. Yeah. But which is interesting. I don't know if y'all saw this, but Mike Merles this week tweeted out something about like like whether as like with like stat blocks. Essentially, it was fascinating. Oh, really? Was like, he knew. He listens. He See, doesn't. now I'm going to have to go check that out. Yeah, yeah I'm going to try to find it. 
Hey, uh, Mike Morales. Thanks for listening to our podcast. Uh, no, I just, Dakota, I realized we didn't talk about this on the podcast, so there's no way he could have known. Hey, Mike Morales. Hi. He, he doesn't he listen. He didn't just listen to the podcast. He listened to our private Discord call. Yeah, that's right. Oh, hi. He's everywhere. Hey, Mike. <laughs> He's everywhere. He's in my room now. Hey, Mike. Come on. Come on in. Hi. Hi, I'm Mike Merle. <laughs> That's Gildan. That's Gildan, the scorpion man. I'm so... Do I <laughs> leave? A lot. Anyway, so I think this is a super good idea. Yeah, one, because mechanically, but also, Dakota, because we had, you know, talked about it was super difficult to get to this dwarven city. Yeah. And we were... We we wanted that to be a thing, but we were also struggling to think of reasons why. <laughs> so yeah, I think this yeah. is like because this is absolutely like this is a terrifying thought. Yeah, right? well, and and last <laughs> last week we had um, a lore break written by uh, Chris um, at the Innkeepers D twenty, and he actually spelled out without even knowing you know that we were going to be doing this. He spelled out really well, sort of how that works. Um, the story is basically a couple, like some humans came to the 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 sea of glass, and uh, the sand was so fine that it, it it ruined their wagon wheels. Like they they couldn't uh, they couldn't use their wagons anymore. Um, it got it would get underneath uh, like the beasts of burdens like hooves and and make them lame after a long period of time. Um, and so, and like, like they were, they were constantly choking sort of on these fine grains that I imagine are sort of like fiberglass stick in your, in your, in your throat almost like, a like yeah. that, that scratch you can't get oh, out of your skin. Oh, wow. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. It's like actually scratches in the back of your throat. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Um, I hate that. And so that, that was it's beautiful. That, yeah. Such a cool evocative. evocative way of thinking of, uh. Of, of the way this storm would work. How big are these things? Ooh. You know, well, are they? Okay. So, you know, I live in West Texas and hey. I know both of mm-hmm. you have too. Yeah. And we have haboobs occasionally. Yeah, that's so true. So not only do we have dust storms, which are the, the small version, um, mm-hmm. but we have sometimes walls of sand and dust that will just hit all at once so i think you can kind of play with both of those and have a a gradient scale from what's a a more simple storm what's pretty run-of-the-mill and then maybe that isn't as drastic if your party has prepared uh maybe their 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 dc for those skill checks is a little bit lower for a storm like Mm -hmm, that whereas if a, a haboob hits and this just wall of glass slams into you and suddenly is everywhere across everything. Uh, maybe even hard to see, which is definitely one of the things yeah. here. Um, I, yeah. imagine, I imagine in the distance, you know, because it is essentially glass and if the sun hits it right, it like, it's like this shimmering like yeah oh, like, like light wall of of stars coming towards you or something and then you know it's gorgeous at first and then deadly suddenly you realize that yeah your body's being ripped to shreds that's um, gorgeous but deadly yeah that's yeah. awesome because then you can also play with that narratively and as a as a dungeon master especially present these opportunities where like you see this beautiful glistening thing on the horizon yeah. and it's coming yeah. toward you. Yeah. And you know you're going to have players that be like, something shiny? 
gotta get I'm money into you know, it. I, there's yeah. some, that's something i can sell yeah and they're gonna go try to take it or whatever and they could like you know that's bad news especially also, if you don't have a very nature-based party as a right yeah as a dm introducing um air elementals in the desert too would be very interesting because like this stuff you could like kind of give them a cr boost uh, because they're made of this like glass sand with their with their air elemental. That's what I was just thinking about. Is like you know if you have like a druid or like a monk of the four elements, it's like doing like air based attacks. Suddenly like gust, wind, yeah. Like wind, they could like you know you could boost the damage maybe or yeah. something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Oh, there's so many things. There's so many things. Yeah, I know. Oh, I love that. So I, I really, I really love that. Anything? Do we have anything else for the for the sand? storms yeah because i anything else in the desert that could possibly happen i want to touch on a phenomena that that we could put in the desert that we sort of talked about a little bit where the sand gets baked flat you know what i mean and kind of turns into Mm -hmm. a mirror on the ground Mm -hmm. and i imagine people get lost in it right because which like it's like being underwater which way's up that sort of idea Uh uh-huh because it's perfectly reflecting the sky yeah and so you kind of it's hot right yeah yeah like it's true hot and reflective surfaces does not mix so like i'm sure that you'd have to deal with heat probably like almost like a snow blindness sort of situation um because the sun's being reflected up yeah sun's being reflected that's what i was thinking like right into your eyes so it's gonna be really hard to see anyway yeah so yeah i think that's and I just, so you know, have y'all seen Life of Pi? This is like way, but there's this scene in yeah. Life of Pi where the boat's like gliding across the the water and it's like a perfect reflection of the sky, except you can like see the fish swimming underneath the water. And But you're like, are they, are they in the sky? It's crazy. It's like a beautiful shot. Life of Pi um, is gorgeous. But that's always, that's always what I think of when we've, the both times we've thought about this is like seeing that perfect lef- reflection of like the boat and the sky, like in the water. And how like disorienting that is. Yeah, even if um, even if you're like, I know I'm standing, right? I know gravity works, mm-hmm. but also like, it, it would probably less so make you get feel like you're underwater, and more so make you sick, like mm-hmm. like actually like make your make your stomach turn a little bit just because your brain would be like, huh, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So maybe it's another con save. Or an intelligence save or a wisdom save. Wisdom would be really interesting to throw in there too. And yeah. I think I think that because of this, and you mentioned this dwarven city is incredibly difficult to get to, but mm. because of this, if the party ever has means has a need to get there, uh, there's a lot of preparation work that they would have to do, things that they would have to think of, uh, history and mm. nature checks that they would have to succeed on in order to really know what they need to traverse this desert. And then even then, yeah. once you're in it as the DM, you can play with all, uh, like maybe creatures that live there with particularly thick hides, uh, yeah. mm-hmm. so things that you can introduce that may interrupt or interfere with their plan. So if they right. have a well-reinforced carriage to traverse the desert and you know armored creatures to pull it uh it's very possible that you can drag them away from that and then start introducing these storms or introducing these disorienting glass (sighs) straits i i'm not even yeah yeah i don't even know what you'd call them I don't know. Like they're almost dunes, but they're not sand. They they don't have any particles. Yeah. <laughs> right. 
Um, I know where I know someone's gonna tweet at us like the right name. Yeah, and I don't care. I'll st- I'll tell you right now. I like particles. Uh, they're actually called nibbles. 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 Of nibbles sand. works for me. Yep. Yeah. That's it. We've been saying um, it wrong this whole time. Nibbles. Sure. Okay. Um, Renee, I I sent uh, a a a map to you a little, at some a little point. Little boy. Um, mm-hmm. in in this thing, but. If we're moving away from the desert, this is sort of just regions that I thought of uh, uh, while while I was sitting here hanging out. Um, we've got snowy mountains to the north. We've got the Orcish swamps, which uh, I'm particularly interested in. Right. For- Something interesting about the swamps is that they're like laced with magic. Yeah. Because mm. of like the the so there's this giant rune where um, the orcs are sort of live. It's where they were created, mm-hmm. and so like the whole the whole area is sort of like laced with. It's like a big, big magical glyph, like the whole swamp, basically. Yeah. Um, so that could be something to think. We've about, got like with magic. We've got a small force to the north. We've got the Elven Mountains to the west. We've got the Dwarven Mountains uh, that block the the desert from the plains, and then we have the plains that takes up the bulk of the middle yeah but i think it would be interesting to add something to the planes just in uh Mm -hmm. just seems seems difficult too. something yeah 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 that'll be interesting well well i know i have an eye like half an idea for um for the snow like for the north okay let's um oh yeah but i need help teasing it out because so last week we sent this like cult up to the north and there's this sort of seismic activity um, going on up there and, and like geothermal vents too yeah geothermal geothermal vents so you know you have this mix this is like the most base description of tornadoes i can think of you know but you have like the mixing of like hot and cold air together and they like chase each other in a circle or something i don't know they and really they create, love they each other but they pretend yeah. they don't and so like, they just yeah, run it's around like, it's like don't don't touch like me. kindergartners <laughs> chasing uh. their crush yeah, don't stop. And so they creates like this circuit, you know, this tornado. That's how tornadoes work. Do that, <laughs> everyone listening. That's how tornadoes work. The, um, do you want to? This don't is, let anyone tell you otherwise. America, huh? The the school system taught me that this is what t- tornadoes are. They do this and they roll sideways and this, then they flip at some point and turn into tornadoes. This is a this is an audio medium. No yeah. one can see your hand gestures. That was really good, though. We appreciate it. <laughs> Thank them. you for that. I said yeah, sideways right. and flip up. It was very okay, scientific. <laughs> I just, I just wanted to make fun of you for doing like these hand gestures on an audio medium. But anyway, so you have these tornadoes, but we it's so I don't even remember what I was talking about. So I had this thought of like ice being thrown like so hard. Oh. That it's like sticking to itself and like creating, like sh- like like pillars and like structures. Like walls. So you have, not I wouldn't say walls, no? but like I was thinking like columns, and then maybe you get oh, some like, okay. like, so I don't know. See, I, that's why I said it's half an idea. So I'm like trying to think of a way to make these naturally created, like almost thin, like glacier, like, like like stalagmites, stru- sort of. Yeah, yeah, like that idea. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but like big ones, because I then I like the idea of this this cult like carving them, 
Oh. Like, and like, like trying to like, like almost turning them into like igloos. Yeah. And like hollowing them out. Now okay. here's a question. So if, okay. if they do carve into them when another tornado occurs and create like, or adds on to a previously existing pillar, does that get erased? Like, are they constantly creating and being erased? Mm. Yeah. Well, and, and that, that sort of, I kind of like the idea of them continually having to recarve these things because we also mm-hmm. talked about there's like these uh these tremors underneath the the area oh. around here and we t- what we said what we said was like when they pray their like morning ritual is like um they they pray until they feel three tremors which can be 3 days or 30 minutes um, so, and so the idea of them constantly doing the same thing and like kind of like hypnotically doing the same rituals over and over again is interesting to me. Yeah. And with the trimmers, they could be like falling down even if they're hollowed out. Yeah. Yeah. They. I mean, because uh, I imagine they're not like super solid structures, but like, no, I don't think they so. They sort of fall apart like sugar glass. Yeah. So I don't know. It's like. So you have these like ice tornadoes, right? Yeah. <laughs> Which is kind of fun. Um but we also, you know, we also talked about like a big snowstorm. Yeah. Last week. And so maybe instead of it being just a normal snowstorm. Yeah, I it's like a giant I think I think you're on to something. I think you're on to something though with Ice tornado sounds dumb, okay? Yes, it does. But <laughs> but snowstorm is boring. Right? How can we right. make our snowstorm neat and like interesting? Something, like something, yeah, something what, different. Yeah, what like ups the ante or makes it mm-hmm. interesting? So what if there's some kind of track for these tornadoes to follow? Like something in the ground that pulls the air down in part and like actually tracks it out. So if a tornado occurs... They know exactly where it's going to go and therefore creates these pillars because it's just that repetition of wherever it's going every time. Yep, cracked it it wide open. It would be like a cycle of them being built and like knocked down and like re, re, like then carved out and then like remade. Right. And then, oh, that's really good. In the same place too. Right, 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 right. So like we have these geothermal vents. So maybe there's also like, oh, Oh, yeah. Oh, oh. sorry. This, okay, <laughs> there is because, because, sorry, 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 sorry. So we also have um, up here in the north, we kind I think we're like flirting with the idea of like the, un, like an entrance to the Underdark being yeah, over here yeah. because like um, these, there's these trimmers going on and we're hoping to like maybe introduce like, like elementals or like dark, uh, like dark elves and, um, okay. And like Durigar like coming out of this, this part of the world, um, like later on. So I think these like really deep like caverns like that, you know, are going super deep to the, the planet's core or like sucking down or like bringing down the, the air. But then you also have these geothermal vents that are shooting out. So sort of, I guess, like you can track where these deep caverns are to these vents that are shooting out like hot air that are like almost like a, almost like an oasis sort of place and in between those are these walls or pillars or you know whatever they are these structures mm-hmm. being built I, I see when i was first thinking of it i was thinking of like like stonehenge yeah but ice 
(laughs) (laughs) Ice, ice hinge. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, So, no, but I like the idea of them being, um, like, trackable. Yeah. Like, it's like a, like a repeating thing. Because then that also works with sort of, like, the monastic, like, repetitious lifestyle of these people. I like the theme of the North becoming, like, this repetition Mm-hmm. with with the zealots that are like praying you know every day and then you've got you've got these storms that follow the same track all the time and then the snow itself is very repetitious because it's just snow um i really yeah, like that sh- idea like the whole theme the, of the north being the shepherd giveth the shepherd taketh away yeah and he gave so little in the north <laughs> in the north he did he gave but they love him they love yeah, the shepherd they love him so much Oh. oh man so that's i like that i like that a lot yeah well and oh. it makes it makes the underdark like it just like as far as uh since we're really hitting on like running a game in this world right now um mm-hmm. is it's with this mm-hmm. these underdark tunnels or whatever with the geothermal stuff going on it makes it where you kind of need a sherpa to traverse the tunnels because there's going to be superheated air flying through these like what's... ice tunnels right Right. A, wait, wait, wait. What's a Sherpa? Like a, I'm not playing my dumb. I'm not playing my dumb character. I don't know what it is. Like a guide. Right? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I see. But so I think it's it. like. Is it like specific to the Himalayas? Is that is that what a Sherpa is? Yeah, I think generally. Yeah. Oh, okay. And like mountain see, climbing, more... but I I think I think that it can apply. Yeah. yeah. The more you know. So yeah, I like that because then that gives, you know, another thing <laughs> another thing for the the flock to do up north. Yeah. Is to be like, you want to explore the mountains? You want to explore the north? Get me a sherpa. You want to explore <laughs> the shepherd's bowels? Sh- I'm the shepherd sherpa for you. That's, that's, that's <laughs> what I was just thinking. The, she- the shepherd, the shepherd sherpa. sherpa. So good. Oh man. It's canon. Put it on the wiki. Okay. We don't have one. Well, I <laughs> I dig that. I like that. Me too. That's Me too. that's interesting. Yeah, the North is interesting now. And this this no. you don't have the same chance really of of getting caught off guard with right, as you right. do in the desert because even if you see a storm coming, you can predict the track it's going to take, mm-hmm. or the locals can predict the track it's going to take. So there's yeah. your Sherpa maps of it. Your Sherpa knows where they're going. So you have like a different element of like witnessing this beautiful mm-hmm. natural event and seeing like the repercussions of it and the cultural connotations oh, yeah. of it but you don't have to play with the same like devastation yeah. and yeah. and potential deadliness to the party yeah yeah i do i really like you know that you talk you know people like go to watch it it becomes like a thing mm-hmm. like for the that's cool yeah. yeah i imagine it's sort of like the uh aurora borealis in a way um of like of like people Except going it kill it, you. It's something that that people watch and and sort of adore. Well, and they, okay, and they so you just like said Aurora Borealis that can kill you, and now we have to put this in this episode. Uh, yeah, no, we got to okay. we got to figure Thanks. this out. What's, cool. what's so oh, Aurora man. Borealis that could kill you? Is that what we're yeah? Going I mean, right I now? think we should it's, set it somewhere else. Maybe no, I Getting dig it. It's Northern the... Lights, but they're lasers. It's a light. <laughs> just cut through. You. It's a light <laughs> elemental. It's a giant light elemental. They just they just zap through you. Um, again, hand gestures, but you can't. Yeah, that's that's so, yeah, good so, radio, okay, right? Thanks. 
good talk good radio yeah my dad's gonna love that that's good thought aurora borealis that can kill you i'm writing it down aurora borealis that can kill you that's that's caused by like magnetic fields in the earth is that is that what the aurora borealis is oh i'm just hot. i'm trying i don't know i'm can trying it? to get our resident meteorologist <laughs> Wow, yeah, I'm very, very informed. Um, but if it's not a thing, it should be. Huh. So where would we put that? I think it's like... We can we can really put it anywhere. There's like a highest um, mountain area. You know what I mean? Like an Everest. Or we could um, just put it in the plains. We don't have any... Yeah, oh, like fuck, plains. that's way cooler. Like the, like, it's, just like the, it's like the center, like, the, like it's the center of the continent is like the plains. Yeah. And so, maybe if there there are some magnetic fields in the grounds, you can also in the ground you can also play with that some. So yeah. if you have this phenomena appearing in the sky, how does it affect the ground as well? Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. This is like a whole. I did not even anticipate this. I have no pre thought. This is all improv. Oh, this is so good. Okay, so we're moving to the planes. I think that's. Okay. I don't know how. I don't even know how the magnetic fields on real Earth work. So I don't either. But what we could your, do your com- your compass goes crazy. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. What we what we could say though is there's a there is like an un unbeknownst to everyone else on the planet. Basically, there's like a very rich vein of like some sort of extremely magnetic metal under the plains. Like does that mm-hmm. does that sort of resonate with anybody? Okay, and so that's so, causing this this thing. And if there's a magnetic metal that you know there might be magnetic stones or pebbles or or it's yeah. worked into the rock and the ground, and then it's worked its way into the water sources as well. So when the water evaporates into the clouds, and they have something something has got to trigger it something's got to right. like be the yeah. instigator there but when the magnetic fields work its way into the clouds and into the ground there's a reaction um where lights just shoot across the clouds oh yeah oh okay okay but so, wait but that it makes sense for it to get up there because if it's in the rocks then it's also in the dirt and rain grabs like when it evaporates it grabs dirt correct so it goes up into the clouds Surely. and does that thing is that what you were just saying am i just radi- reiterating exactly yeah what a I little bit yes. but it's- <laughs> yeah that's exact that's exactly what we're i'm a trash um, human. i use i use words like evaporation um and no, that? It, goes, and it goes it's in up. the water source and it's it fine goes, it goes up into sky and <laughs> make lights but it can kill you, though. Renee, do you want to take over? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm... Sorry, that was so funny. I'm trash. That was for like the three-year-olds that listened. Dakota gave like the three-year-old version of what <laughs> Renee said, which was for adults. Sorry, that was so funny. I am oh my, so oh my embarrassed. Like, oh my gosh. But yeah, okay. So I trash. think that's how it works. But then, how does it kill you? Yeah, right. right? Does it affect, like, gravity? Do you have, like, like rock hail? Oh. Or, like, if yes. you're wearing, like, if you're wearing, like, a like a metal art, like, metal armor, and there's, like, this magnetic, like, pull between the earth and the ground, do you just get squashed in the middle? Or do you get pulled in half? 
Like, I don't know. Yeah. So, okay. So if, if, and if it's, if it's in the stones and in the rocks as well, then I think if it, and I'm, I'm imagining this as like a much less calm introduction to the the colors across the sky. I'm imagining Mm -hmm. it like Mm -hmm. shooting across the sky suddenly because of something. Almost like a, almost like a thunder, like a, or like a, like a lightning bolt. Oh, that's cool. But not, but, but it could be like way more than just like one color. But it's like fast, like shooting across, and it like yeah, I think that's... sort of streaks occasionally, sort of like lightning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool. So then the stones lift as well, all at once. Yes, yeah. and, and, then, and then they come down. Yeah, and so mm. you it's... you have to deal with that ramification of um, like these mm-hmm. heavy stones falling. But also, I do think that you should play with the armor as well because. If yeah. it's affected by metal, if metal is affected by this this sudden lightning streak of beautiful color across the sky, then you can play with that. Suddenly, you're yanked up, unless yeah. unless yeah. maybe or, you do or survive. You're like sword deck save Ooh, or deck save to grab like onto sword something. out of your hand. Strength save shoots up. Yeah, but then and your then sword's got to come down. down. Yeah, that's cool. Like you could get you could get killed by your own sword. Because now, it's see, now this, this like, so I've, I've got now this great idea that like some battle goes on here. Yeah. And like, there's all these dead bodies in armor and like weapons laying across the ground and with no one by holding their own on to swords. them. Yeah. And like, this happens, like, and there's just bodies and like swords flying up and like yeah. arrows. Oh, man. Yeah. That's so that's, what like, causes it? Dope. I'm imagining it's pretty rare. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it seems like it wouldn't be like... Like, maybe, like, uh, uh, its frequency would be, like, a, a once a year, twice a year sort of situation. Yeah, I was yeah. thinking more than like that. that. I, I was thinking, like, like once every century or so? Like, seven, like, no, like, seven years or something. Okay. Like, it really happens. Ooh, okay. But, like, do we think it's, like, it's, it's like, track, like, like measurable? Is it clockwork? Like, people, yeah. Or predictable? Yeah, like, at, hmm. I don't know. See, it's way more fun if it's not, right? Yeah. But also, it's it's also fun if it is because someone can use it to their advantage, right? Yeah. If you lure an army into the plains but, and you you know that it's about to happen, so your army doesn't wear armor, and so you go mm. to battle and you look like you're overwhelmed because their army has has all this armor on. But then when the and you've storm got your starts, little wooden you're fine. swords from yeah. the start Let's of say, Kingdom Hearts. It's like yes. Or lo- or like Dakota has no- Dakota's never played Kingdom Hearts, so he doesn't know what you're talking about. But it's my absolute favorite game ever. This is yeah. the look I'm giving you, know you Dakota. I you know, know what? but it's too late let's, now. No. Let's add a Disney movie to the it's world, not. and also let's convolute all <laughs> get <of> out. <laughs> and then there's this organization, but nobody's, but somebody's, but heartless though. And the organization <laughs> is all time traveled versions of the same person. It's fascinating. I've never, I've never Deep. played it, but I do feel like I know the lore just as well as everyone else. So <laughs> you're probably right. Yeah. Um, quick tangent: We used to when, when Dakota and I were playing in the same game back in the day. We had a playlist that our DM would play, and it would have some Kingdom Hearts combat music on it. Yep. And I would always point out, I would always raise, like, like act like I needed to say something. And the DM would be like, yeah, Ryan. And I'd be like, I just wanted to say this from Kingdom Hearts <laughs> and then move on. So that was tangential. But thank you for doing that. That made my heart happy. Um, 
Oh, it's so okay, good. so what we need we need something that makes this happen, or how often it happens, or how do you measure yeah. it if it does happen like clockwork, yeah. that kind of I th- thing. I think it's I think it's fun. Like if maybe it is sort of unpredictable, uh, but there are like maybe like signs that if you are in the know, so maybe like a dwarf makes his way over there, like a dwarf scientist, like figures out kind of like what. Like what the sky maybe looks like or what the water, he can like do tests on the water or something. Well, I imagine, Uh, yeah, it would happen during a particularly rainy year, right? Because you need You need lots of water. You need more particles in the air. You need... Oh, we're back to particles. particles. (laughs) Fucking particles, man. You need more water nibbles in the air. (laughs) Yeah, nibbles. Is that what you said? Nibbles? Nibbles, Nibbles. yeah. Yeah, so I, I don't or know. Or a particularly so like, a particularly studied wizard. Yeah. Maybe like high level elf. wizards would yeah. be more likely to know. Yeah. But I man, I do like that this is not really magic. Like it's just sort of like a thing that happens on the earth. So but yeah, but anyone that's like studied no. You know, I think wizards are just smart. So, yeah, smart someone someone who just understands the world around them, basically. Yeah. 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 Okay. Or so maybe maybe again maybe like like a druid or a, or something would just like know could like feel it like Galadriel. No. Yeah. S- just feel it in the earth. Right. Smell it. Smell it in the air. Yeah, I quoted it right this time. <laughs> Who, whoever whoever tweeted at us that I quoted it wrong. Well, I imagine like maybe it's maybe you know that it's maybe you know it's it's coming because like you know three days before it happens like stones start rolling uphill or or like you know what i mean like there's some like weird shit that happens because of the the magnetic energy where like yeah like pebbles start rolling up hills or like like, rocks are floating in the water or you just feel like or like maybe like people are walking through there and they're like man my armor just felt like so heavy or super light even yeah, so there's like these like small noticeable things that might happen. Yeah. Here's another thing. And, if you've been drinking the water, you feel sick. Oh yeah, cuz it's like trying to raise oh, out like of you almost. Oh, yeah. Or like yeah, or like or like way down. Like so yeah. it's like messing with your insides. Yeah. yeah. That's really good. Pulling you both directions, yeah. really. Yeah. Basically you've Very got like literally like like literally churning. Like a zero yeah. gravity ball of water floating in the middle of your stomach, basically. Oh. Like Yeah, that's horrifying. That. Maybe this is an like a cyclical thing. So it happens every seven years and while they can't pin down exactly why, so maybe we don't need to know yet. Maybe this is something that even yeah. the players could discover in the course of the campaign. Like yeah. uh or, you know, it might be something it's something to play with. Uh, so even if we don't really know, it happens on this kind of cycle. Something changes in the world, and this happens. And then another mm-hmm. seven years passes, and something changes, and then it passes. And I think you're right. Maybe maybe while we're looking into other ages and stuff like that, we'll suddenly be like, oh, fuck, that's what causes that. You yeah. know what I mean? It's going to be one of those things, which I think is way cooler. Yeah. So this happens, Always. and none of us know yeah. why. Yeah, and no one knows why. Yeah, we will sooner or later. Okay we will. That. Yeah, but maybe. If yeah, if it ever comes to that, promise, yeah. don't promise things you can't. You I can't promise Dakota. to you, the listener, Dakota. 
Some things in life no. are just mysteries. Yeah, that's right. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, man. Okay, well, that's dope. That is dope. Cool. We really got like something for lot. the planes. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Look I at us go. We were going to get anything, from a, really. From a, yeah, Aurora Borealis that can kill you. Yeah. Yeah. Dang. That's epic. And it's, yeah. And it's not, and it's not lasers. Okay. <laughs> La- lasers. Lasers. I would like, I would like to do something for the swamp. Okay. And I would like it to be magic based. Yeah. So yeah. I was thinking like maybe something that has like gained sentience somehow, maybe, I don't know. Like I was thinking of some sort of phenomena that like is has a mind or maybe like a hive mind or something yeah i, don't know. I was gonna say a living forest that's interesting yeah <laughs> i see i thought about i thought about like a tree that has like vines like going all throughout and the vines like move and grab people but then i remembered that scene from wizard of oz yeah. and i was like did i just get did i just get that yeah, idea yeah. from the app the apple trees and wizard, wizard of oz also there's a very morbid scene in evil dead too i think where a tree oh. where a tree violates someone also, there's a there's that that scene that got cut out of Fellowship of the Ring about a tree, where the in, uh, where the ends have sex. No, what? Where the ends have sex together? Do you, have you not? No, have you not seen that deleted the scene? The, the ends. I haven't. I've missed Fellowship that, and I Ring, have all the extended dumb, editions. Dumb. That's weird. It's in the Dakota's. <laughs> <laughs> it's in the Dakota Fantasy Edition. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, there's a tree. No, there's a tree that like attacks the hobbits in the in the Fellowship of the Ring, and I can't remember. He has a name, but I also like. So I'm getting inspiration from other places. Oh, the Whomping Willow. With, with that. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah, I'm familiar. I'm not. I hate. So that. I hate everything about this. So, you were frozen for a second on just the most fed up face in the world. You're like that was real. I held that face. Oh, that oh, world. oh. Oh. Dakota, you're like a walking one of those memes where it's like a picture of Patrick Stewart with a quote from Dumbledore that is attributed to Gandalf. Like you're a walking <laughs> version of that, and it drives me insane. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so I don't know, like, because because we have this sort of innate magic in this yeah. swamp. Well, and we talked about wanting to have it still sort of active in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like that idea. Um, so basically, the idea, and, Renee, so that you know, is that yeah. orcs. Orcs were made by the Weaver, which is the god of magic, essentially, or the demigod of magic. And um, he created this... He's a, he's, he's a bad bloke. He, yeah, he's he's just... He's reckless as fuck. Like, uh, he just doesn't... He doesn't care, care. much. Um, and he's the, only, he's the only god that's not behind the Celestial Gate. Um, but he doesn't really meddle much but at the beginning of the whenever everyone else went behind the celestial gate he got bored and made orcs uh by making this glyph in the swamp uh that sort of spans like two two to five miles or something like that it's this massive Mm -hmm. magical sigil that in the center of it the first like i think we said 10 orcs were made um and Mm -hmm. he immediately killed one and now the orcs are like this really tight-knit community thing so the idea of this giant sigil still being active in some way and doing something and maybe this one has a little bit more of that clockwork feel like i don't know how i don't i don't we don't even know how 
the flow of magic works in our world per se okay. you know what i mean okay well no we we talked about in the beginning that like the the father you know dispersed into that's right yeah it's leftover a energy source, a source of energy yeah, yeah like cre- it's like leftover creation energy that people can harness you're right um, you're right but i don't i don't know what i'm so you could get like oh i was about to ramble because i don't no, have any oh, ideas yeah. i mean it. you could ramble or i could try and throw some something out there some Please. spaghetti to no, see throw it spaghetti sticks. at me yeah throw okay spaghetti so uh what happens when something crosses the sigil well their whole their their civilization is built around the center of the sigil Mm-hmm. So and so they so orcs always feel sort of like bolstered. Yeah, it does. Like, like it, yeah, it does. Like, like a tree root or something growing across the mm, sigil. Oh, like oh, yeah. if the sigil is broken in some way, that kind of idea. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Maybe the I, I would imagine if the orcs feel. So the reason the the way we explain like the the bolt the sheer strength and and of the orcs is that they live around this sigil and it just sort of over time genetically like builds them up. Um, mm-hmm. So, I, but I don't know that. So would, if, if something natural like a tree or plants like entered the sigil, would it have the same effect? Would the tree become a buff boy? Like, would it like, yeah, would it like, would it make these super big tree boys? Not, not that they're alive, but that their bark is just really thick. Oh, okay. And that they're really tall. That is really cool. And the like water's that. just like super ripped. <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. I don't know why I'm Yeah, no, but like I think like the I think it's, you know, it's interesting like here in the plains we have this water that makes you sick, but if you drink the water that's maybe, you know, running next to this, right, or through this this sigil it's like Mike's secret stuff from Space Jam. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you're, you're like you feel good. You get some boosts. That's yeah. Well, and, and maybe and it does create some level of sentience in the big tree boys. Like, mm, yeah. because maybe that's that's kind of a threat to the orcish or, yep, yeah, orcish society. Yeah, orcish. Yeah, maybe they have um, to fight trees. Yeah. As like this tree is just suddenly like comes to life and it's a danger to their society. And so they yeah, have to, yeah. you know, send some hunting parties out and take care of it. I mean, that's also dope. Also, they like live within the sigil. So I think, you know, like the trees like constantly trying to like grow like through their like through their huts and like like through like they're like the the nature is actively trying to disrupt them living within this this circle you know right and then when they kill a tree boy they have a big bonfire and burn it and they burn it and they like have a big socialist party get but it? the yeah. trees are the trees are getting smarter because they are trying to sneak more stealthily in like while yeah, the orcs yeah, like are that. sleeping the idea of an orc being choked to death in its sleep by a tree is like a like a root. dope. <laughs> yeah, and like also like trees being you know getting to the point where they're like super patient, and right, you know they're like we'll just we'll just act like normal trees for as long as we can, you know, for years, um, and then at once we can all like kind of spring our vines for like, the from opportune moment. Yeah, I wonder if the orcs. Ooh. 
Do the orcs militarize this in some way? Is there really? is there a way to militarize this? Like like uh, like ants, right? Like siege weapons that are living trees, that sort of idea. See, I I don't think I don't the, think I they don't control think the trees it. Want to help them? Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. They want to help I think them. you're right. And I think it and would think be like once you... a big battle with nature to try and get them to do anything in their favor. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know, like I don't know if you could even like communicate with the tree. That's true. You know what I mean? They probably like, do they do they speak? Like, do they have that level of sentience? I don't think so. I think it's way cooler if it's like this quiet e or this quiet enemy. Yeah, I sort of like it's like it's like orc versus nature. And I do think but, then then again you have some things to play with with druids passing through if you have druids in yeah. your adventuring party. Like this mm-hmm. is something that would really kind of work with them or barbarians like with like storm heralds, rangers, you know, the, these are things yeah. that can really cater to some of those members of yeah. the party. You know what? If if you're playing a druid right now, you're welcome. <laughs> We've got some. We're doing a. We built this we're, we're for a, you. We're doing a lot for you this episode, You're Druids. You're welcome. But and I don't. That's funny because I don't often play one. So me either. And also, again, this provides yet another thing. So we have the the volatile desert. We have the predictable uh, uh, snow pillars, ice yeah. pillars. Yeah. You have the unpredictable and mysterious. Uh, aurora borealis that can kill you and then you have these trees that are just slow and manipulative and just like a kind of a silent waiting threat Mm -hmm. of nature Mm -hmm. yeah and i think that's you know and i think that can like extend like as we as we progress chronologically yeah like we can say like maybe these trees are infiltrating a different part like they are like <gasps> the trees the are on is the literally move. moving yeah like uh like burnham wood you know come yes to yes like, oh my gosh i was wanting to make that reference i'm so glad you did it's, we got you yes, we're, it's like we're theater babies thank you we're theater babies we, you. we'll get that we'll get that yes. if there's one thing we can do it's reference shakespeare that's true uh so yeah i think i think that's fun i think that's really cool that's dope and and I do and like just thinking of like a like a scene is like if you have like an adventuring party that's coming through like the orc territory and they're like stopping and the trees are like oh this is really throwing a like these people could throw a you know a wrench in our plan so we got to go now yeah. You know? yeah so like so then that creates an opportunity for the the party to have to fight off these these trees and the Tree orcs would hate this. The orcs would hate this because they're all about like unifying their society and like just like sort of creating like an orc utopia. Yeah. And this thing that is constantly trying to like get in the middle. They would be, oh, they would hate it so much. Yeah. Orcs are like the closest thing to a hive mind that we have in our sentient beings without like literally being able to telepathically communicate. Well, maybe the trees are a hive mind and they are able to telepathically communicate. I think so, Yeah. yeah. Yeah, um, I I like them being like the forest being all knowing almost about what's going on inside of well, it. Well, in the idea of the orcs, um, in some way admiring the way that the forest works together, but 
Yeah. But also hating oh, yeah. it because it's against them is is super. That's an inter- that's just interesting like character dialogue. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. like That's po that's poetic. Yeah, that's 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 some good good improv stuff to be able to do. Also, I think like you know, if other people found out that the, the forest was doing this, that they would have like a different reaction. So if humans found out, they would be like, oh, this is the shepherd you know, right. talking yeah. to us. So the orcs or, are killing the shepherd's creation or whatever. Yeah. But... Or, or if the da- or if the dashi find out, you know, be like, oh, they'd be like, don't destroy nature. Nature is here for us, was given to us. So I don't know. So like, I think. I think it creates good and like interesting rea- reactions from other other factions and groups. Yeah, yeah. Dwarf, dwarf, dwarves will be like, I don't care. I love our uh, hive mind evil tree boys. Yeah, evil, yeah. evil tree boys, sweet little tree baby boys. <laughs> yeah, we're making them. We're making them sound like they're evil, but they don't have to be. No, absolutely they're not. Just protective. They're just protective of the earth. I mean, there is a you know communicate with plants, right? That's a spell. They're like, um, yeah, that so is theoretically, a druid could talk to these guys if they really Here wanted. Here we go. Yes. The the trees can, if they want, form up to make one person. Metroid Prime. And he's and he's blue. I was going to say Vultry, but yes. A Vultry is good. I was thinking Captain Planet. <laughs> okay, we're all on different. Like, <laughs> good, good. He's got, got a green mullet. Voltron. Um, Voltri- Voltri. That was all a setup for a joke, by the way. I don't think they should form up, but maybe. <laughs> like, thinking about thinking It was about all a Voltron, setup for the three different jokes that we all made. Yeah. yeah that's, that's very right. good. Thinking about a Voltron, though, made out of, like, all these different trees is pretty sweet. <laughs> it's, it's got, like, an, like an evergreen, like, drill hand. Yes. <laughs> I despise. Epic. I despise yeah. you, Ryan. I don't. No, you don't. Well, that you. was just creative brilliance. That's true. Yeah, thank you, Renee. Thank you, Renee. Also, <laughs> Renee is Renee taking her... my spot? Is she? Is she? Are you was, taking I was, over? I was, I was just about to say Dakota's fired after yeah. this episode. Well, you just Renee, you, you you took my idea that podcast. one time, so I just like I've just been running with it since, just like stepping to you, you know. <sighs> Good. I've made That's mis- the name of the game. I've made mistakes in my life, everyone, and <laughs> now I'm paying for it. <laughs> He just so, turned into the the dark boy of the podcast. Oh gosh, we really needed those. Yeah, everyone needs an edge lord. That's why he was so on. moody in the lighting at the beginning. Golly yeah, gee, being, yeah. being his edge, being an edge lord. Yep, I've made mistakes, <laughs> man. So okay, so we've got we've got three more regions snow. theoretically. Four things, oh, and here's man. the thing: I would love to cover something with water. Don't know anything about it yet. No clue where to start, right. but there's a lot of water surrounding there, this continent. There is, yeah. and there's and there's a big old there's a big old water source up in the Elven Mountains. There is, yeah, so, and it, it flows into a pretty big water source in the forest in the north as well. Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. okay. The for, that that river is pretty central to like the economy of our world. Yeah, lots of trade goes down that. Okay, and the elves control it. And therefore control the monies. Yes, so yeah, yes. I don't know, but also I, you know, yeah, the whole thing is surrounded by water. So I don't know, and I don't, I don't, I don't really think we need necessarily we need a uh, a weather thing to happen in every region of our continent. So if right, we right, do right. want right. to make a really cool water thing, maybe and, the water thing can happen forego, everywhere. 
Yeah. 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 It could, it could, because the continent is surrounded by water and there's lots of water on it. So I've got this idea actually for the big water thing where if water gets hot, you know how it like, it like turns into like little molecules. So if that goes up into the sky and it makes like these big puffy, like things that carry that water and then that goes over the land and then the water falls on the land, wouldn't that? Are you describing (laughs) clouds and rain? I freaking hate that. I'm amazed that you didn't use the word particles in that description. I thought I thought you were doing the thing where you just described something like a three-year-old and then Renee was going to jump in and actually describe <laughs> I mean, I can. I can come in and describe rain for you, too, if you would like. No, no. no you, our, we know what rain is. Now, you keep, saying, yeah, listeners... you keep saying rain. Can you explain that to the listeners? Because I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's this waterfall from the sky. <laughs> it's like if the sky was crying. That's what rain is. Okay. It's very sad. That's that's a description I could latch on to. No, but I do kind of like the idea of buckets of water dumping from the sky, but yeah, I'm like not a sure how that happens. I did no, kind of like, like a spark literal... when, it, when you said waterfall from the sky, I was like, that's kind of cool though. No, you know like the the rides at a theme park where the bucket just like slowly fills up and <laughs> then it turns up. and dumps. And you're like, yeah. like you're like waiting. That. Yeah. Oh man. Just from the sky. The, the, the naturally occurring bucket drop. <laughs> the bucket in the sky. Yeah, and you know it's going to come uh, because a big pirate goes, Army mateys. <laughs> <laughs> and we can make a new religion and they worship the bucket in the sky. Yes. All, all hail the bucket. <laughs> the great sky bucket. Completely full of grace. <laughs> God. Dump, the dump cup your... overflowing. <laughs> <laughs> oh man okay so now i feel like i feel like now that has to we have to do it somehow we have to contrive a reason to make a bucket in, like not a bucket in the sky but i do like but also this. a bucket in the sky <laughs> it's like, like not a bucket in the sky but pretty much uh, kind of like a bucket in the sky oh man we're just oh, so man. hooked on this bucket in the sky. I know that's why it has to happen. Oh, okay, no. so where does the water go? Like, how is it held up there for so okay. long? Yeah. What okay, is the Dakota, bucket? Map maker, map maker, make me a map. I have a question. Yes, sir. There's like one hex of blue, like up in the northeast. Yeah. Uh, like right between. Like, do you see yeah. that? Yeah. Is that the great bucket right there? Um, it can be. Does the I, I bucket move? Like, I don't want to say <laughs> that it was a mistake, but if we Ryan's want to latch face. onto that, I can. <laughs> Just imagining the bucket floating through the, Show me what the you sky. Got. <laughs> oh man! Uh, yeah, because then it like, can happen would... everywhere. Yeah, Renee, I would like you to know this is what happens every time we get about an hour in. And we hit we hit an idea like this, and we ha- like just force we just cram it through, we just make it happen. <laughs> Get it in there. <laughs> oh man. Maybe yeah. it's like a water elemental community, living on a cloud or something. That's yeah, cool. and they just like they they're uh, they're nomads, so they travel across the clouds of the, the oh. country, and then they just like collect the water, and then they realize they have 
too much of it, so they just drop it. <laughs> just, just drop it. I will say, this is actually working into something Dakota and I've talked about, is that, like, elemental planes are not, like, they're not physically totally disconnected from the world. The idea... So we talked about how, like... We experimented, you could, like, yeah. We experimented with the idea that, like, if you sail north or whatever long enough, the water will start to boil and you'll know that you're in the fire plane, basically. Oh. Like you're getting, yeah, like at the, like at a, you got to go at like a specific time of year Yeah, when like the yeah. sun is like closest to the, it's almost like, you know, like parts of the Caribbean three when they sail to the end. Like, yeah. To the, it's like that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We wait, 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 though. Wait, though, because... It's not that they have too much of it. It's that it gets too heavy and it tips because we've got to right, stick right. with the original the bucket. bucket. Because if the, if the cloud that they live up on has too much water in it, it'll sink and it'll touch the ground. Yes. And we can't have that. And so it just like, it's, it's this tipping point where the cloud cannot support the water that they have collected. And when it can't, it just can't do it anymore. All the water the drops. It's, all at once it just yes and yeah and that's just like constantly floating throughout the sky they never you can't really (laughs) see it you never know where it is and like it's like a bird pooping on you like every few years you just know that you're gonna get dumped on with water i like i like love the idea like as a dm like rolling a d100 with one percentage in my head once a game and like knowing if i hit that percentage you're getting water dumped. Like, dumps. You can't. Just water falls on you. <laughs> the bucket tips. <laughs> and I, I roll it every game, and it's like it's like seventy three percent. If I hit it, like <laughs> that's you're it. Dying. Yeah, like, you're not dying, but you're getting soaked. I'm trying to in my yeah. in my head. I'm playing with like a some kind of like water elemental like migration, like a big bubble floating, a big bubble of water. Like, you know what like, I mean? Like Glinda. Well, like the a bubble f- is is where they keep the water yeah, in the center yeah, of the clouds. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, a, like a flotilla almost. You know what I mean? Ooh, like okay, sort of yeah. migrating or like a community or of of elementals or yeah. genasi or something like sort of floating over the landscape. And maybe there's a few of them. You know what I mean? And and but but this whole idea. but why did they release it? <laughs> Because it gets too it heavy. Tips. It they don't release it. It it just happens. It gets too full, just, and it just. I would just like to say this is the second time this has happened. <laughs> no, I know, I know. Did y'all say that? Yes, <laughs> like a bucket in the sky. No, I know that. I know, I know that, but. <laughs> It literally just like it's just like it's too heavy. Got a dump. No, it's yeah. it's. I mean, like it's not a conscious decision. It's just it gets too heavy, and then it falls. Okay, okay. Where- like a bucket <laughs> in the sky. Renee, you described it as a tipping point, and I was like, "That's it. It tips." See. All right. Is that we're on the same? Is page. that it? Did we get it? Is it? <laughs> we got it. Well, we see, can... but I feel like Ryan and I have been on the same Caught page like lightning. a lot of this episode. So, no, I... yeah, that's all I'm saying. I th- Join us next week, the Primordial Project. 
<laughs> Dang it, I mispronounced the name. You fucking suck. You fucking suck. Now I'm fired. <laughs> now I'm fired. The primordial project. Da-da. Yeah, do you, Renee's do you taking this on as t- a solo project that's just hers. Say, Renee, remember when we told you that we were actually just gifting the podcast to you? Yeah. You're welcome. Yeah, yeah, it is. Here it is. We both Woo. just got fired. <laughs> we fired ourselves. I think that's quitting. I really um, didn't know what I was signing up for. Yeah, um, have your lawyers contact ours. Okay, we don't have okay. any. It's just us. It, it's it's Dakota's cats. They're our lawyers. It's Gilton, um, the scorpion. No. <laughs> um, okay, I feel good about that. I'm weak. We got we got some we got some really good ones, and then we got the water bucket, which is ten out of ten. Ten out of ten. Here's the deal, though. Everyone's going to assume the water bucket is a joke. And then Dakota and I are going to be deciding on something later on. And we're going to need a water source. And just when we need it, like, it's going to be deus ex machina, except it's water ex machina. Water by machine, just coming from the sky. from the sky. Aqua ex machina. (laughs) Aqua ex machina. Yes. Aqua, a character from Kingdom Hearts. Fire ex machina. Oh, hey. And she's maybe bad now? I know. Who knows? Check out those join, trailers. Kingdom Hearts three Renee and I next week for our Kingdom Hearts <laughs> <laughs> podcast. The heartless where Renee project. talks about how she started playing Chain of Memories again and Rage Quit again, for, again. Again. Oh man, Chain of Memories. I'm, la- Get out. I'm lightheaded from all the laughs. From the laughs. All right, I feel like we're in a good spot. Yeah, with no. Our weather. I yeah. love every bit of it. Like I love our tree boys. I love our bucket in the sky. I love our snow pillars and our aurora borealis that can kill you. That and I don't want to forget our glass storm that kicked the whole thing off. Like, yeah, it kicked it just off, because yeah. it was at the beginning of the episode doesn't mean we love it any less. That's. True. I like to th- like. It seems like like the glass storm is like this really big scary thing. And we sort of, I feel like, got less it got progressively goofier got as we I don't know, being yep. choked to death by a vine is pretty spoops. That's pretty scary, yeah, I will say that. Well, but I think that's it. So thanks, Renee, for being here. We yeah. really appreciate it. Thank you for we having me, yeah. Do you wanna do you wanna plug all your stuff again for all the people that stuck around? Yeah, so well first off, I'm super jealous that I can't come back and do more because this is one of those things where it just like gives you so many ideas and you just wanna yeah. you wanna keep fleshing things out. So like I really wanna see elementals explored. I wanna see the underdark explored since we talked about that up in the mountains. Um I want I want a Sherpa to take me down into the Underdark and show me all of its secrets. Hey. Um, that sounds so strange. A, look, there's... A, a secret Sherpa. You're our first guest. There's no rules against you coming back, so... I mean, hey, no, if are. you ever there have are, me... Actually. Oh, man. Wow. <laughs> uh, okay, actually, so yeah, my the lawyer first time Ryan and I are me. not on the same page. <laughs> sorry. Sorry, Renee. Yeah. Sorry to let you down there in the it's end. It's a legal oh, matter. Oh, man. Wow. Yeah. So, anyway, I, I'm really interested to see where it grows from here because i think that there are so many opportunities and things that these uh weather and uh climate phenomenon will be able to unlock for the world so i'm really excited to see that um really excited to hear what other people come up with and what y'all come up with down the line I'm glad you brought it up because like we said at the beginning, this is a discussion we would have never had. And even if we did, um, it wouldn't have been you. this interesting. Would never have been we this wouldn't have gotten Thank you. 
We and we wouldn't have gotten a bucket in the sky. That's true. Yeah. That's for <laughs> that's for damn sure. No. The great bucket in the sky, and I am singing "Spirit of the Sky" in my head. Bucket in the sky, keep on demonetizing. We don't get paid for this. <laughs> um. Oh man. Bucket in the so sky. So where can people? <laughs> I got. So where can people find you? Yeah, people can find internet. me at. Uh, Ray DNR on Twitter and an undecided domain name that I'm going to be coming up with. Oh, Renee Rhodes. I mean, yeah, if you search Renee Rhodes, hopefully you can, uh, can just to let you know, I'm going to buy one. all the vaguely related URLs. Yep, we're going oh. to buy up all the domains. And I'm, oh. and I'm going to upcharge you really bad for the one you decide well, on. That's we, we are really unfortunate. We already bought fatefmcast.com. No, we didn't. They already have a website. <laughs> we do have fatefmcast.com, which is where you can find my podcast that I DM for, actually. What a segue. You're welcome. Yeah, thanks. Uh, you can also find us at fatefmcast across the board. We're available on most podcatchers. We're all women, family free. It's me and a couple of my closest, dearest friends. We have a ton of fun, and uh, we're doing Retroverse right now. Um, but we'll be back with our main campaign in November and have a lot of really exciting projects coming up that we're looking forward to sharing with everyone. Um, I personally have a lot of other projects I'm looking forward to sharing with everyone. I'm cast on uh, Nerd Immersion and Scraticus Academy. I play in games on Twitch every week and every other week, and I just have so much fun with that. Uh, it's hard on the weeks that I don't have games. Uh I also have a lot of other, you know, kind of secretive things coming up, but I'm really looking forward to introducing those as well. So check me out. Check out my website, which actually I've never said. So it's right now fatespun.wordpress.com. But I'm reasonably Wait, convinced. Fate spun? It's either fate spun or fate's pun because I have way too much oh, fun. Nice. Oh, and you even have a little. I thought you said fate's bun. Oh. Like, like in your hair. Fate's no. You're like a hot or, or bun. Like a, or yeah, I was the, or like it's either like a bun in your hair or like a fortune teller who's also a baker. <laughs> yes, no. <laughs> fate spun. So spun. Or fate's pun. Yes. So yeah. uh I like, I like fatespun.com or radian.com because I'm reasonably convinced I'll have both of them. I know I'm just really like confusing everyone right now here are no the way. domain names that I'll probably have by the end of the week it's, go get her it's, on twitter it's 2018 <laughs> people can figure it out that's they're, right they're tech- yeah. thanks they're internet listening to a podcast yeah they're, they're listening to a podcast they're at least a little bit tech savvy Man. Um, well so big thanks to renee we're super glad you're here and we will maybe we'll hopefully have you back i was joking before Oh, yeah. I really thought it was a legal but, thing, so I wasn't going to argue. No, we'll talk. We'll talk to Dakota's cats, and we'll get it. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Okay. Uh, big thanks to our friend Sydney for our great art that we love so v much. It looks so good. Yeah, I sh- I I caress it sometimes on my phone, but then I end up swiping, and so it's not helpful. Yeah, it's really uh, sweet though. Yeah, it is. Um, I try, and also to our friend Josiah, who made our sweet. Oh, we can plug Josiah's new band. Yeah. I don't know what it's called. <laughs> Your wife is in it, though. So oh, can is it. it them? Um, Okay, I didn't know Josiah was in it. <laughs> Maybe we won't do it then. No, we will. Um, 
This'll, Big shout out to there's all. a there's a it's it's called Boxcar Shakedown. Um, my wife is in it. Uh, our boy Josiah is in it. Josiah, who did our theme who did music, our theme music, rocking, and he plays every string instrument ever, basically. So, uh, find him on Twitter. I think it's like at Boxcar Shakedown. Just go check that out. Um, yeah, uh, there's super talented mofo's. Um, also. Keep- Keep the lore breaks coming. Yeah, we do have we one. A few. We 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 for forgoed it. Forgot. <laughs> for it went? has been forgone. It was forgone to forwent. Is that right? I don't know. We didn't do it. Welcome to the grammar podcast. We didn't. <laughs> we didn't do it this week because we had our uh, lovely guest and we had a lot to talk about um, and a lot of rambling to do at the end of the podcast. So uh, we wanted to make sure we fit <laughs> that in. The longest outro of all time. Um, okay, guys, leave no. a review on iTunes. Oh. Um, and do do that. Yes. Um, or don't. Or no, don't. I need like, to. You know, whatever. But I, 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 but it helps us against the ever-loving fight against the evil algorithm. The man. The corporate's trying to take I us mean down. The algorithm. They're trying to take us down, everybody, and you got to fight against them anyway. Don't forget of- your. Pa- oh. <laughs> What's up? Speaking about speaking what? Of, sp- speaking of fighting against corporations, I think we'll be on Google Play this week. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> we're fight- yeah, put us we're fighting the good fight, everybody. <sighs> Unless I already... I don't remember. Oh, my gosh. I'm weak. All I'm trying to do is to keep Dakota from saying the thing he always don't says. Don't forget your pants and shoes. <laughs> don't forget your pants and shoes. Bye, Hashtag guys. don't forget your Thanks pants and shoes. Bye. Thanks, Renee. We Bye. love you. <laughs> I mean, I love you what too. Re- I mean, <laughs> I, think he, I think he was talking to the listeners, but I don't know. Oh, I, I love them too.